This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the mysterious world of online learning, featuring myself, Regina, and my colleague and good friend, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Regina. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University, located in Angola, Indiana. Welcome, everyone. Before we get into this week's episode, we'd like to give a huge shout out to our producer, Josh Hornbacher. He makes Kirsten and I sound like the budding professional podcasters that we hope to be. Josh cleans up our mistakes and he launches each week's episode. We are so grateful for his help and support and we want to say thank you, Josh, from Kirsten and I. Yes, thank you so much, Josh. This week's episode is all about active learning. The idea for the episode on active learning comes from a statement that one of my participants made in our university's online faculty certification course. At our institution, all new faculty spend 10 days exploring and learning about best practices in instructor online delivery. I have the honor of facilitating the Online Faculty Certification Course, or OFCC. One of the participants, his name is Dylan, mentioned on a discussion forum that he feels that the more students are able to actually participate in their learning in an online course, the more benefit he sees to students in regard to the overall learning experience. Of course, Dylan is referring to a concept called active learning. When I read Dylan's comment, I thought, oh my goodness, active learning will be the perfect focus for the next episode of the Onliners podcast. I could not wait to tell Kirsten about the idea. So in short, Active learning in an online classroom can take on many forms. It can be group projects, virtual debates, problem solving on a discussion forum, simulations, role playing, activities that mimic real world tasks, journaling, interviewing professionals in their field of study, and so on. For sure, there are times when our online classrooms are already engaging in active learning when we don't even realize it. We just have that sense that assigning a particular task to students makes sense based on the course learning outcomes. So we may not realize that we are already incorporating active learning into our courses, but we do need to be aware that we should always try to purposefully incorporate active learning into our online courses. As I've mentioned, we are a quality matters institution. This idea of active learning is actually addressed in specific review standard 5.2, which states that the learning activities in the online course provide opportunities for interaction that support active learning. Yes. Just as Regina and Dylan have highlighted, an online course that has the opportunity for active learning is going to be so much more effective for the student's learning experience. On the surface, it may feel like we cannot incorporate active learning into our online classrooms, but the reality is we can. First, let's discuss what is active learning. 
How do we describe it? The Quality Matters Higher Education rubric states that active learning involves learners engaging in the course by doing something, such as discovering, processing, or applying concepts and information. Active learning entails guiding learners to increasing levels of responsibility in their own education. When we design and deliver courses, we keep the QM Specific Review Standard 5.2 as our focus. Regina introduced some of the ways that active learning can be incorporated into your online class. So let's take a closer look at those ideas. Great. Okay, so I'm going to start with videos. There is a very good article by Emily Moore in Faculty Focus, and we're going to attach this article link into our episode notes. So the article by Emily Moore gives some tips as to how to turn a posted video or videos into an opportunity for active learning. Videos are a great way to add content into your online course. There are already excellent videos available via TED Talk and YouTubes, and we know that many of you are already using them. We encourage you to explore what's already available before spending time to create your own video on the same content. So now let's say that you found an awesome TED Talk that focuses exactly on the content that you're highlighting in your course. How do you make it more engaging? How do you incorporate active learning with that TED Talk? Here are a couple of tips from Emily Moore's article. First, one way is to give the students something to look for in that video. For example, let's say that the TED Talk is about the five different ways that a CEO can lead a change initiative. Ask the students to select one of those five approaches mentioned in the TED Talk. Ask them to choose the one that makes the most sense to them and be prepared to either discuss it on a forum or journal about it or write a short paper about the approach and the rationale as to why the student thought that of the five, it was the most effective approach for a change initiative. Giving the students something to look for prior to watching the video increases the level of responsibility in their own learning while watching that TED Talk. Another approach to incorporate active learning into watching videos is to post two different videos or have students find two different videos and ask the students to compare and contrast the content of the videos. What content or ideas or theories are similar in the videos? How do the presentations differ? Again, this provides an opportunity for learners to engage more deeply with the videos themselves. Okay, so now we're going to dive deeper into discussion forums. I'm going to give you a few tips on how to make your discussion forums more engaging and incorporating active learning into your discussion forums. First and most importantly, do not use a discussion forum as a summary assignment. This is a mistake that is made time and time again. Even Regina and I make this mistake occasionally. We often ask ourselves, what is the actionable task in this question or on this forum? Asking learners to summarize on the discussion forum is the quickest way to take the air out of the balloon, so to speak. It's important to think of discussion forums as a place to engage. So how can we encourage active engagement and encourage active learning in our discussion forums? Here are a few approaches. Number one, you might provide students with one research article to read 
and then ask them to find two more research articles that align with the content in the first article. Here's another tip. You may ask the students to read a research article and share a personal experience that relates to the content of the research article, or ask them to create a scenario from the topic in the research article. Number three, ask students to provide a resolution to a case study posted on the discussion forum. In this situation, you may divide the class into small groups on a private discussion forum to develop resolutions to the post on the main discussion forum later. It's always amazing to see how the different groups approach a case study analysis. Number four, use the discussion forum as a place for debate. Ask learners to take a stance supported by research, either pro or con, on a topic. Students should respond to each other with research-supported rebuttals. Although, be careful to remind learners of the appropriate netiquette and avoid certain hot buttons or potential prejudicial topics. Managed correctly, a virtual debate can be an exciting and lively online experience for your students. Number five, this next idea is similar to a case study. Ask students to submit to you a problem or concern that they have in their current position or in their volunteer work. As the instructor, choose one of their submissions and challenge the class to provide resolutions based upon the content and materials discussed in the class. Number six, ask the students to engage in activity. For example, for an organizational change class, you may ask a student to make a change three days that week and share their results from that activity. Or for a creativity and innovation class, you could ask students to identify all the uses for a can of soup to get their creativity flowing and then share their results. Number seven, flip the classroom. Ask the students to research a concept from that week and present the topic to their peers. Just a quick reminder, it's best not to use the discussion forum as a place for students to summarize what they've read or what they've watched. It's really important to ask them to do something with the information that they've read or watched. Going that extra step creates an opportunity for that active learning. Thanks for sharing that, Kirsten. Another great way to incorporate active learning in an online course is to ask students to journal. This act of reflecting on the content of the course and how it impacts their jobs and their daily lives is very beneficial to them. This e-journaling or self-reflection typically results in some level of personal growth. So I have five examples of what e-journaling can include. The first one, reflections on personal growth throughout the academic program or class. The second one could be reflections on self-assessments that are presented throughout the class. The third, the journal could include research articles or websites or TED Talks that were particularly impactful to the learner. It helps the learner keep a virtual log of resources readily available for them for future use. The fourth example, the e-journal could include a list of theories that the student connected with and some personal thoughts as to how the theory could be applied personally, like, for example, how they would use a theory in a leadership situation or in their organization, perhaps ways for the organization to be more environmentally friendly. And finally, the fifth example, the journal could include a plan of action for the student, a list of future goals, or perhaps a list of self-help books that they wish to read after their academic program is complete based on the experiences that they've had in the course. In other words, journaling can be as individualized as the students themselves. 
As an instructor, it is important to provide some parameters to the journaling assignment that can be aligned with the learning outcomes of the course. But e-journaling can serve as an invitation for students to participate in their process of learning. It can aid in the synthesis of new information and provide the student an opportunity to be actively engaged in their learning. Okay, so what we want you to take away from this episode is that active learning is not a theory. Active learning is a teaching method, and this teaching method helps foster student engagement and student learning in your online class. There are many misperceptions of online learning, and one is that you cannot include active learning into an asynchronous online environment, but you can. You can use this teaching method to enhance your class and bring it to life, all while fostering learning. Help your students be more than just spectators to their education. Help them be the players on the field. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode, and we hope that you have found some helpful tips throughout this episode. Send us episode ideas to theonlineers at trying.edu, and don't forget to go like our Facebook page. We will be back next week with another episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.